This podcast is all about my pivot, (laughs) which I am currently going through now. It's very hard. It's very difficult. But I've decided to document this um, so that I can listen to it later, so that we can listen to it later. And you will know that we, if you keep listening... Hello and welcome to the Over 40 Pivot and I'm your host, Camille Holt. This podcast is focused on helping women over 40 through all the new challenges, or what I like to call the pivot, that we face in this new season of life. This community is a place where we can come and share our stories and just be plain old supported. The Over 40 Pivot offers motivation and strategic lessons on how to embrace your pivot season and confidently get to the next level in your life and business. So let's get started. For those of you that stayed, thank you. (laughs) So let me get straight to it. Um, As I stated before, this is just a way of me documenting myself going through my individual pivot and I'm doing it so that my mother and I (laughs) can listen to it later and she can hear all about how I handled this situation. So on March 15th, my mother suffered an aneurysm um, with a major bleed and She has been in ICU since March 15th. So as the airing of this episode, she would have been, not the airing, as the recording of this episode today, she has been in ICU for 22 days. Now, if anybody knows me, They know my mother was like my girl. (laughs) We would talk every single day. When I say every day, we would talk every day. It wasn't a day that goes by. Every day, multiple times a day. And this has become really, really hard for me. Because I can't hear her voice. And the crazy part is with all the technology, like videos, (laughs) because we FaceTimed every single day. We we hardly ever were on a phone call. It was always a FaceTime call. So I go back through my phone and I have like absolutely no videos where she's talking. (laughs) Because every time we tried to put a camera in her face, she would say, get that camera out my face. (laughs) So... We would never have anything with her voice actually talking to us. And which has like truly been a bummer for me because I really miss her voice. So tip number one, (laughs) record the people you love (laughs) so you can have some sort of memory or some sort of way to just go back and look at all those amazing times that y'all had together. 
But going back to the day that, you know, we actually found my mother because we found her. And as I stated before, we talked to her every day. So um, the last we had spoken to her was Sunday night and Monday morning. It was like eight o'clock. You know, my girls and I are always on FaceTime in the morning. And then it was 12 o'clock and then my baby was like, has anybody heard from grandma? And I was like, no. So we started calling and she wasn't picking up, but she also stays up late. She loves watching TV all times of the night. So I was like, maybe she's late. Well, it came to one o'clock and I was like, nah, you know. So the baby went to go to her because she's closer than me. So when my youngest daughter got there, they found my mother on the floor. Um, and her puppy, Lola, was right there barking, but she was with her the whole time. So um, she was unresponsive when the baby got there, which I totally regretted because we thought maybe she was sleeping. Of course, we didn't think anything like this was going to happen, and I would never have wanted her to find that her grandma like that, but, you know. Her boyfriend was with her. He was so supportive of everything. So they immediately called the ambulance. And the ambulance came and got her and took her to the hospital. And I was on my way to the hospital to meet them. Now this took all of us by surprise. Because just two days prior, me and the girls were over there. And she was dancing and singing. And everything was great. <laughs> And to have this happen from Friday to Sunday, it's, it was, we had no time. It was just no time to prepare, understand, because she was just healthy, happy, dancing, everything. So next, me and my husband arrive in the emergency room. And they allowed me to go to the back because, of course, she couldn't talk and she was unconscious so they allowed one family member which is a blessing because a lot of people can't have visitors um and when I get to the back you know I didn't know what was wrong they tell me that my mother is really sick and that she's not probably not going to make it past tonight and I'm like what are you talking about what is the problem what is wrong and they explained that she had a major bleed on her brain from an aneurysm. And then they proceed to tell me, ask me, what do I want to do? And I was confused. Um, what do you mean? And they were like, she's not doing well. Like, she's not going to make it. She's not going to make it out of this. So what they were basically asking me maybe 10 minutes after me getting there was do I want to just allow my mother <laughs> to go or do I want to help my mother to stay <laughs> and I was so confused because I, I had no specifics I, like no side, no side effects or anything and they were asking me to make a decision on a woman that was just laughing at death and praying two days prior. After all the confusion and me speaking with my brother, 
because this was just out of nowhere, I told them, no, I want you to do everything that you can to save my mother. So when I told them that decision, they were going to transfer her to another hospital with a better, um, that specialized in brain surgeries. So I waited with her. They were supposed to have the ambulance come right over, but it took probably 30 minutes to an hour after that. And mind you, the whole time that she's waiting, her brain is still bleeding. So um, from 9 p.m. to when we got her into the ambulance at 3, I don't know when it happened, but that could possibly be time for bleeding. Then we get her to the hospital and she's bleeding while they're, you know, it's a decision on how to transfer her and what we're going to do. So then they get her to the other hospital and that was the longest night of my life. It was about five different doctors calling me to tell me all of the possibilities of what could go wrong and nobody gave me any information on what could go right. So basically from the time she got to that hospital to she they gave her surgery at 4 a.m. They made me leave the emergency room because they were getting ready to transfer her and they wouldn't let me come to the new hospital until they she got situated. So all night I'm at home and it had to be five different doctors asking me, am I sure? Are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Because this could happen and this could happen. Mind you, she's still bleeding. So what was bad at 4 p.m. has only gotten worse at about 4.35 a.m. But, you know, they moved forward and they did the surgery. So I prayed. I prayed all night. And for some reason, it was I. I kept feeling bad about making decisions because I'm like, I'm not God. <laughs> God is God. Um, and I didn't want to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. I just know that I wanted my mother to have another chance, and I don't know if that was selfish of me. But I just wanted them to do everything that they could possibly do for her. So she had her surgery and she made it through that, which was a blessing. Um, and as you know, when you have brain surgery, they put you on the breathing machines and uh, the tubes and things into, so you can heal and just be comfortable. The first day I walked into her room... She had like three um, IV drip machines and, you know, each machine has three separate medications on it. So there was like nine things that were dripping. She had a huge TV monitor with a camera so they can watch her. Like when you're walking around the room, you can see yourself on her camera, everything, like every brain wave dipping. It was so much connected to her. Um, it was very overwhelming. Very overwhelming. But I was there. I talked to her. I prayed with her. I played songs that she likes. Because I remember 
I had a friend, very close friend, we call her my sister. She was in ICU because she suffered. Um, and she was in ICU and she told me how one day when I came to visit her, she thought she was in heaven because <laughs> she saw me and she heard me. But of course, you can't talk. So when my husband followed me in the room, she said she knew she wasn't in heaven, which was funny because why would he be there with me? <laughs> but that always stuck with me. So that's why I continue to talk to my mother so she could hear me. And when she opens her eyes, she'll be able to see me. I make it a point to be at the hospital every day so that she can hear my voice every day. And so I don't miss her <laughs> when she finally does wake up from all of this because she is going to wake up. I could just feel it in my spirit and I have faith and know that nothing is impossible for my Jesus. And through all of this, of what I'm going through on the inside <laughs> to deal with my mom, there's still everybody outside of me and my mom that I have to handle. Um, she's very independent. She lived in a senior community, very nice community, own apartment, take care of herself, everything. So I have to update those people and then family, then her doctor, which is another story, but it gets so overwhelming because, you know, older people want to talk on the phone and I just didn't have the energy for that, but I was always raised to be respectful. So that was something I had to pray about because it's hard to tell people, multiple people, every day how bad your mother is doing. I believe in words. And I don't like speaking negativity. And to have to tell people over and over specifically what's happening. It's like me being in agreement with it. And I don't agree with that. I agree with what God tells me. So, navigating the updates was a hard challenge for me. Um, and it finally came down to me just texting people daily how she was doing. And I can't talk to all family members, like cousins coming out. And it's just, it's too much for me because all my energy is focused on waking up. Being here for my family, my children, my husband, and taking care of my mother. So even though I know all these people love her, I can't personally touch them because I, I need all the energy for what I have to do. And I hope that if they're listening to this, they understand that I love them and I'm grateful for all the love they've given my mother. But... It's just too much for me to have to add something additional to what I already have to do. And the last thing that happened that really took me out was her primary care physician called me. And my mother loved her doctor. 
And she told me that you're going to have to let your mother go just as plain as day. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? But she told me I needed to let my mother go. She knows my mother and she knows my mother would never want to live like this for the rest of her life. So I needed to stop being selfish and let her go. What I couldn't understand is how someone who's outside of my mother, my mother birthed me. Her blood runs through my veins. I talk to her every single day. We laugh, we talk about happiness, we fight, we call back. All of that, how somebody outside of that bond thought that they had the right to tell me that they know my mother. So, that upset me. Then I got sad. Then I got worried. Then I started doubting my decisions that I was making. And my husband told me, Cameo, you got to pray. And you got to remember that that's your mama, not hers, yours. And that people outside have all the answers in the world until it comes to someone that they love. So you keep doing what you're doing because everything you're doing is to make sure your mother's life is better and that she's still here. And I don't care what anyone says. Everybody wants to be here. So with that being said, whenever you're going through something, save it for you, your close family, if, if, if need be, but between you and God. And remember that God gives your vision to you because it's yours is not anyone else's and God speaks to you because he needs you to hear it not anyone else so never doubt what you're hearing because that's just God's voice telling you what to do and I believe that and I just want you to think about that moving forward when you're having any confusion about anything I just want you to get quiet and what you hear is God so as stated before, she has been in ICU for 22 days and this is actually, well, yesterday was actually the first day that I just took a deep breath and did things for me. So um, I had recently got some health news, so I know I needed to do better. I needed to exercise, eat better. So yesterday I actually joined Weight Watchers, me and my daughter partner <laughs> so I'm really excited about that um I've been working out more lately uh anyway because I use the new fitness app that's connected to Apple One they have really good videos and they're able to track everything to your Apple Watch so that's been good for me so these are some changes that I've also been making to be healthier because my goal is to be able to see my grandchildren's children grow. And I'm very serious and very dedicated to that because to see my children and how they're hurting right now uh, because they can't talk to their grandma. Because we all talked. We're all group FaceTimers over here every day. Um I just want to make sure I do everything possible in my life to be here a little longer. So what you're going to be getting on this podcast are updates from me. Because as I said, I'm going to use this as a way to document this journey that I'm going through. Uh, 
right now so that me and my mother can listen to it later. And also, I'm going to be highlighting women and their pivot. They're going to be talking about things that happened in their lives and how they got through them. And also give you some tips, me some tips um, on ways that we can push past whatever we're going through in life. Um, I have this process in my podcast where I send out like a questionnaire and these are some amazing women and they've gone through some situations and I'm so excited to be able to interview them, talk to them, build a community and just, you know, hopefully get some lifelong friendships from it. But I thank you so much for listening this far. (laughs) I've never done a, a podcast episode this long, but you know, it's my mama. And I will see you here uh, same time next week. And hopefully, well, as it's going now, I will do an interview the third Friday of every month until we get more people um, vetted and booked and all that kind of stuff. But again, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you again next week. If you like the episode, please make sure you share it with a friend. Uh, Hopefully it will help someone. If you have any kind words for me, because I really need them, you can just send me an email at hello at cameoholt.com. And I would truly appreciate that as well. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. To get more information on my coaching and design services, or to show some love, I love all the love, (laughs) visit CameoHope.com, and we'll chat soon. Bye.